Lights, camera, action. In a studio where local filmmakers talk to other filmmakers about the inside world of film. Cut. That's not the script. F*** it. We'll fix it in post. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumphrey, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hype Ferguson explain all the details. Right here on F*** It, we will fix it in post podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening, I thank you for doing so. I'm Kevin Mumphrey, and this is F*** we will fix it in post. I am here with my colleagues, Karsten Hype Ferguson. What up? And Victoria V.A. Jones. What's going on? Today, we have a guest from the Nashville area, a local actress, theater, and film. Her name is Candace Ruth Robinson. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you all? I'm doing terrific. Now, I know that currently you are in New York. How was your trip? Man. How much time we have? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's exactly why I asked. Uh, like, look, look, the, the airline, they're not, not serving peanuts anymore. Did, did they have any pretzels? Did they have any pretzels for you? Listen, they, they have many pretzels and this cost cookies, but that was not the compensation <laughs> I needed for waiting. Like, listen, just can I just, like, let this, like, go, ride go for ahead. just a. Go ahead. Okay. Fire off. So, <laughs> so my flight was scheduled to leave at seven ten. But you know, with TSA, what time would, would I have to be at the airport? Four in the morning. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So that means for me and the way that I do things, I have to get up at least an hour before that. So I'm ready, and I've been up since like three thirty this morning. Okay, so I get to the airport. You would think at quarter to six that, oh, you know, it's just DNA. There were people everywhere, you guys. Like, when I say everywhere, like chaos. Um, only to find out as soon as I walk up to um, the check-in to the counter that I learned that my flight had been delayed four hours. Four? So Yes, four. So instead of leaving... Oh, excuse me, I feel like it was four hours, but maybe just two. Anyway, <laughs> one hour is too long. It doesn't matter how long, okay? But my, my flight was to leave at 9.30 instead of 7.10. Get on the plane. We sit for an hour because of some uh, malfunction, mechanical error type situation. Had to call folks in. They had to turn the air off. They had to turn it back on, you guys. And it was just like, okay, am I going to ever get to New York to do this job or not? So, I would think you would get it, a text message or something that would tell you that, that the plan would be delayed. I mean, no. it it came as soon as I got to the counter, though. It might I was be on already the at the airport. It might be on the app. It was, it was on the app, but I just got it. No. <laughs> trying to let y'all know it was too late. Oh, oh but anyway, you made okay, it. Thank you for you made it. I did. I got grace. I made it safe and sound. Um, whoop, whoop. everything else went okay after that. So whoop, thank what? you for letting me have this space to just vent. Oh, it it is our pleasure. What got you started in acting? Really, I've been interested, involved in theater, 
performing arts uh, from an early age, whether it was just um, performing at church or in school plays from kindergarten all the way through high school. Um, I've been involved in that. And somewhere along the way, um, after graduating high school, I kind of let go of it just a little bit, not really applying as much attention to it or influences such as, oh, theater and acting isn't like a real job. What are you going to be able to do? And I'm just like, you know, maybe these folks are right. But, you know, obviously at that time, I'm younger. I wasn't as independent in my thinking and kind of let some things go. I, I did a few things in undergrad, but as time progressed, I was solely focused on my vocation, which is in education. I don't mind sharing that either. Um, and I absolutely love being an educator and have been for going on 19 years now. But nonetheless, I got back involved seriously with acting around 2013. A friend of mine was hosting a function at our home and um, a woman had asked me if I had done any type of film work or television work or even print modeling. And I told her no. And she was like, you really should. And I said, well, maybe that's just you know, the, the push that I needed. So needless to say, I started, you know, researching and connecting and networking with people um, in the area, the greater Nashville area, that is, and some folks located in other parts of the U.S. to just get insight on what to do. And through a series of events, I was connected with the Avenue Agency, which now has an office in Atlanta. They still have connections in Nashville as well and was signed um, in January of 2015 um, to the agency and you know I've done a number of auditions you know just all types of things but got some work through them um, for some um, projects and um, from there just with connecting with others in the field here just you know I've been doing a lot of local theater projects so it's just been an interesting journey and experience. But to answer your question, I think it's always been a part of me to be in front of people in uh, whichever capacity. Um, and I, I just really enjoy it. It gives me a lot of opportunities to just release and relate to others and also to tell stories, you know, to really connect with people and um, hopefully help to tell a story that can be transformative. Now, you said you were doing plays like when you were a young girl. So do you remember the first play that you did? Oh, my goodness. Do I have to tell you? Were you a little teapot? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Okay, so... <laughs> I was the Easter Bunny in my um, preschool play. So were you the, the shy Easter Bunny, or did you go up there and, and shine and outdo all the other kids? It, it was a mixture of both. <laughs> um, I was apprehensive at first because I had to hop, and I had ears. Like, I had these little paper ears, and I was dressed in all white. And, you know, you know, you got to think about it. I'm, like, four years old, so I'm hopping around, and, of course, the, the parents and everyone were laughing, but I took it as criticism, like they were laughing at me. But, <laughs> yeah, they were laughing at me, but it was like... This sounds like I a traumatic experience. Like, 
I'm just like, oh no, I can't do it. So, you know, I, I literally shut it down for like five minutes. And I said, okay, he's having a meltdown. Uh, we'll be back in like five minutes. But then I got back out there and I, and I finished it and I did my part. So it was a learning lesson, um, you know, but at four years old, you, you just don't know how to process things that people aren't truly making fun of you, but they were being entertained. And that's, you know, going back to my earlier point about entertainment and telling stories and connecting with others, I think that's what kept me involved with with acting and speaking in front of large crowds, you know, ever since then. So. so what was the point when you realized that you enjoyed, like, performing in front of a crowd of people? I would say it was, I was in middle school, actually. Um, I attended Meg's Magnet middle school in Nashville. So were, you a, were you a bunny in this play as well? <laughs> just, no, just I was checking. not a bunny. I was, actually an, <laughs> I was actually an army drill sergeant. And, um, oh, now that's a step up. Know, I can see that. Yeah, it was a step up from being a bunny. I, I, I can see that. that. That's more than a step up. That's that's a whole turnaround right there. I can see that. Were, were you wearing uh, one of them... Um, them uh, rounds, the the round caps. It was just a it was just a regular cap um, fatigue, but I had I was dressed out in all fatigue. So you got to keep in mind, like this is the eighties, right? So this is when you know those type type of fits were making a uh, an entry oh, you, you into look like regular a Jackson. With yes. The- oh, yes. Yes. Control. Yes. Control. <laughs> so, you know, this was making an entry into like, into general, the general public's attire. So I'm just like, I was really feeling myself. I had this part, you know, and I just said, I just really enjoyed being on stage, even though it was, it was a small part um, in, in the scheme of things, but it was just the fact of being in the company of my peers and also um in middle school i had the best drama teacher miss call williams and it's amazing i still remember her name but i had the pleasure of seeing her a couple years back and nonetheless she was amazing she taught she really taught some life lessons in the midst of teaching theater you know improvisation and just speaking skills and just all these types of things that have um helped me in other areas of my life. So I, I would say fifth grade was when I was like, yeah, I really like this. So what would you say it makes it, why would it be important for someone to kind of take theater classes in middle and high school? Well, um, obviously it can help with um, presentation. Um, just having the confidence in speaking and how to deliver how to connect and come across as, as authentic and believable. And it's also just, you know, a good outlet for expression because not only do we have the opportunity to act, you know, in, in performing arts, but we had opportunities to write pieces and, and do things in theater classes. So, you know, it can just, I think, aside from the internal motivation and intrinsic motivation that you can gain from taking such classes. I know too that it provides maybe that student that's kind of 
on the fence of where to go or feeling like they're not seen. And that's, you know, obviously a common thing right now of, of feeling noticed and feeling seen and really catering to the whole student um, to make connections and to understand what their preferences are. I really believe that it's, it's a good outlet and there should be more focus on the art. You know, we, we are heavily inundated with academic academic um, concerns and I'm not knocking that because we definitely need some some bright shining stars out here because some of the knives in the drawer are real dull right now people <laughs> people telling folks what to do they got you know like we used to say you know cornbread their cornbread ain't all the way done but I like At it. the end of the day, I, <laughs> I, hey, hey, I mean, hey, hey, follow, follow me. I got the answers. Follow, follow me. <laughs> no, I got the I got the answers. Sway. The cornbread ain't all the way done. I got I, the answers. Yeah. right here. Look, look. It's written oh. down. It's written down. I listen to Nas. <laughs> okay. Well, that's another drink you owe me right there. Come on. Come on. Come on. He told a real, real funny joke earlier, and I said, You owe me a drink. Come on. Mm, I see. <laughs> Tell me where this is going. Okay. So, for every bad joke that you tell, you owe me a drink for it. Look, look, I, don't, I don't know where that came from. That, is, that cannot be the rule. Not, not around me. You will be under the table. Well, it's being recorded, so it, it's kind of. <laughs> This is kind of like a legal document. Uh, so, uh, so, so, Candace, um, what was your first um, out of acting stage plays or film? Like, what is what is the one that you love the best? A hard one. You got you got pick. You got pick one. I can't pick between. Man, I you, thought this was supposed you, to be easy. You, 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 you had to flip a coin or something. I could only speak for no. myself. I can't speak for Victoria. Well, listen, okay. I'm, man, y'all put me in a bad <laughs> predicament here. I will say, though, listen, and not just because y'all are hosting this show, but I really, really enjoyed First Date. That was so much fun. I'm glad you that enjoyed yourself. I, I am so glad you enjoyed so yourself. Because we were stressed the Because I was ready to just throw stuff at everybody and they knew to get out the way. Because I was like, come on now. But it was fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it was fun. And to be honest with you, you made it a little. You made it more fun. The fact you were, that, that you were you, a godsend. You uh, you came in, and the fact that you learned that script so fast, I was like, oh my goodness. So, so, so my next question, along with what I just asked you, because I still want you to finish that one. <laughs> but um, she sure got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget it. I did oh, not that was smooth. It. Oh, okay. I didn't forget it. That was very but much I a got, politician move. I got something move else. Did. I got something else. I got something else. So, how do you, how do you, how do you prepare yourself when you get a script? How do you remember your your lines? Like, how do you go through that process of knowing your lines and uh, delivering the way that you do? Well, it takes, you know, it takes time to, of course, memorize memorize things. I I just have to really envision the character the way I see. And I know that requires, I can't just totally take on the responsibility of developing the character because I want to be respectful to the writers, the producers, the people that, that make the project for sure. Um, on the other side of that though, I'm 
you know, I, along with other actors, I'm sure can can relate that we're the ones delivering, and it is not necessarily that team of people that are on the stage or in front of the camera um, that are delivering to the audience uh, what this character may um, demonstrate or present. So I really just have to, you know, definitely take into account who the character is, kind of develop an art for the the, the character. Who, you know, what, what could I envision this per- person liking to eat or what could I envision this person enjoying doing in his, um, her spare time? Or, you know, just really getting in touch with um, who I believe the character is to make that character even more authentic. And I think that comes even more so with theater because, you know, unlike film, theater is, you know, it's all you got right there. There, there are no redos. There are no start overs, you know, you just got to go with the flow and, and be present and in character um, all the time. Whereas with film, obviously you can, you mess up, you know, like the title of your show says, right? Right, <laughs> if, right. If, if you mess it up, you know, it can be fixed. <laughs> but um, I just, I, I just try, really try to connect and get in tune with that. I think also to, um, and aside from the independent work that's done, of course, with scene partners, um, and this is transferable between film as well as um, theater or stage productions, just getting getting connected with your scene partner definitely creates authenticity to the role and to the whole story. Um that's why I said this is, you know, originally your, your question, Victoria, about which one was my favorite project because I can pull out so many different things from different projects that I've done where I've enjoyed it. Like the theater, there was a play called Let's Straighten It Out that George Darden did um, through Geo Soul Productions. My character, her name was Addie, and Addie was like the, the female version of um, Eve Urkel. So you know, I had glasses and everything in the high <laughs> High voice. I, yeah, I think George has this. He ought to have it. You know, he ought to. He better have it. Um, <laughs> call him. Call him. I, um, call him. We need to see that. Oh yeah, hopefully goodness. we can get before Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> and she's and, not talking about I mean, the movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, I, you know, I, I really respect George, but. You know, I know too when I say that, you know, it's with love, but a, a, a tough love that I say, I hope we can get it, <laughs> get it soon. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, you know, those opportunities have just been, um, really great to, you know, meet other, like other folks in the, in the field and really respect the craft because, like myself, obviously, you know, being um, an educator full time, um, and also looking at this not just as a hobby, but obviously seeing it as like you know, a, it, it is a career. It is a career. But respecting all those others that I've met along the way that have so many other responsibilities as well, and when when they devote their time and energy to these efforts to tell stories. 
um, and make them come to life. It's just a really remarkable thing. So with um, say with stage acting and film, are you a little bit more relaxed? Whew. I think I'm more nervous, actually. I'm more nervous. Yeah. So more nervous. <laughs> you, most people would think because with theater, it's like right there. You end the moment. Whatever happens, it, it happens. Whereas in mm-hmm. film, you could do it over and over, and the messed up parts just magically disappear because we cut them out. So why right. does film make you more nervous? Because I, I, you know, think about the end result, the end product, and beginning with the end in mind. You know, you want to deliver a high quality piece of work. And I'm, you know, definitely not one for wasting anybody's time. I want to do a, a, a good job. I want to do a job well, let's just say that. And knowing that the, also that the end product will, can potentially reach more people, right? Because if, especially in the climate we're in now where everything is being streamed virtually um, on various platforms, um, where folks aren't necessarily going into the theater or anything like that or buying, you know, old school DVD to pop it in. You know, you can just automatically stream these things and it's like, okay, wow, like if, if I'm in this in this production, that doesn't just mean that the, you know, a few hundred folks that paid a ticket to see us, like they would see a theater performance just come and see it. This can reach hundreds thousands you know tens of thousands of people right away i think that's where the anxiety comes in it's like how is it going to be received who's going to see it uh, what feedback will the the general public give about a role and you know did i meet the expectations of the of the production team as well so like all those things go into my mind when i do film or when i've done film. so when you do theater like when when you're done with that that um, production or you're done with that show for the day, you can kind of, once it's done, you can, it's easy for you to just let go. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to let go. And like the adrenaline rush is there because you got those lines, you know, them, you've rehearsed them a thousand times and you just let it go. You're right. You just release it all on the stage and you leave it there and you pick it back up again the next day. And then, you know, depending on your, your um, co-actors and whatever shenanigans they may try to pull, you know, just got to go with the flow. It's, it's, it is truly improv in a sense. We can kind of ad-lib a little bit more. But yeah, it's, it's done, it's over, and you can walk away feeling proud and good. What's your, uh, what's your favorite type of character to play? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, go ahead and answer this one. <laughs> you a little bit too excited over there. No, no, I'm, I'm like, I want to know. Oh know. my goodness! Like, like Joe said, like, 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 like Joe said, I want to know. <laughs> That's drink number three right there. <laughs> oh, come on, that was good. That was good. It's a callback. We need a drink sound effect. But <laughs> continue. I think like a, a suspense thriller. That would be. That's something I'm not done. Um, and I think I would really like it so like 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 what what type though like world war z or 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 not not quite that much no like um what was the film or even a little older oh hello she going back (laughs) a little like the 
was it Obsession with Idris Elba and Beyonce? Mm. Oh yeah, Obsession. Ooh. Okay. So you yeah, who, who would you play? Drama. Go that far back. Huh. So that. you would play you would play the wife or would you play the obsessed obsessed lady? I could I could do I would love to play the best lady. Oh, so you'll be in them life. That's what that's what it is. You'll be in them lifetime movies where them women go crazy, and then they go yeah. after the dudes who 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 you know what I'm saying. They had a little fling with them, and the dude was like, "Us well, as guys you know, are very uncomfortable right, right now." You, you know, I want to I want to <laughs> go back to my wife, and you be like, "Oh no, nah, you ain't doing it." And then she right, go all crazy. Right. Oh, okay, I yeah. can see that. I can see that. I'm- I would, you know why? We don't watch those I've movies. I've come to this realization. <laughs> Kevin, now you know you do. No. You know no. you're doing your spare time. Those no. are good when, movies, When though. I go home, if my mother goes, she's watching Lifetime, that is her way of saying, get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I, had, I had an ex-girlfriend that uh, used to watch Snapped and be staring at the side of my head. <laughs> And I'll be like, I'll be like, mm-hmm. snap is a different story. That's, that's a just, different it's, level. Okay. Nah, just that's saying, a different. That's level. another level. It's the same kind. Of, it's the same kind of thing. It's, like for real, it, it's it's the same feel, but that's another level. <laughs> Lifetime is like third base. Snap is home. That's a grand slam. And then staring at your head. Oh no, nah, that's. Yeah, I'm like it's getting uncomfortable up in here. <laughs> Like for real, like I'm, you know, I'm eyes forward because you know you don't want to turn that head over. Yeah, you turn it you only, head over and it's a, it's an argument. Only you guys would think that because no, literally no, no, we no, watch no, Snap no, no. and we watch Lifetime and we're just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, no, that, like, that's not, that's not, interesting. No, not all of y'all. Not no. all. Yeah, no, don't do that. Like, cause, uh, cause, uh, be it, honest. It if she goes, to, hmm, interesting. It, that makes me more nervous. See, that's what I'm. I, I look at this stuff. I'm like, that's interesting. It turned. We into, breaking up at that moment. Look, look, it turned into it turned into an argument. If I look at you, like what? And then that starts. Some, mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and now you gotta get out the house. <laughs> or is no, worse no, if she no, looks and take, take a like note. That. No. Ooh. <laughs> no. No. Ooh, I never thought about it that way. Yep, gotta get out the house. <laughs> So I see why y'all like to play these type of roles. It's just to scare us. No, 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 no. no. It's not even about the They're fun to play, though. They are fun. They're fun to play. They're really, they're fun to play. It's fun to scare us. Okay. At the same time, you wouldn't mind playing a villain, right? That's Uh, something fun for you to play. What kind of villain are we talking? I mean, any kind of villain. Uh, I mean, mean, Lex, I I don't mind being Lex Luthor type of villain. that's, That's cool. But like you talking about like Idi Amin That's cool like, nah, nah. So the <laughs> fact that we say it's cool no, no no there's different types of villains now Okay uh, So so Michael B. Jordan Black Panther is a whole lot different than uh than, I uh, Idi Amin and uh, Last King of Scotland I got you So there's Forrest different kind of There's different kind of women though too yeah, When but, they're playing uh, but, those but roles not, not in Lifetime Okay you get a you get a role to where the woman gets beat And then she turns around and kills the guy so what is that? What is that? Well, she's not the villain it, in that story. That's a, a vi- that's still a villain. She kills a dude. Well, it depends. Depends. Uh, that's depends. Like I mean, like look at that movie with Jennifer Lopez. Enough. Yeah. I mean that that's kind yeah. of the basis of like a lot of them lifetime joints. But it depends on how far she went. I mean, she's a villain if she suffocates a dude in his sleep and he's a good man because <laughs> no. she wants life insurance money. You know what I'm saying? And then that, that's that's a villain. Okay. And suddenly, <laughs> somebody's trunk of the car has a real awkward smell. 
But that's the same <laughs> thing that I was saying about y'all. Y'all wouldn't mind playing a villain, and you just said that there's different type of villains, but there's different type of lifetime women too. That's like I said. So you got. I would know because I leave the room. So oh I hear lifetime. my goodness. Anyway, can is back to you. That is a red flag. Oh uh, yeah. what? You, you see what I got to deal with over here? Lifetime. I see. Not, tele- I see. not television for but, me. No, no, no. It's not even that. Y'all went. Y'all went all the way left. Like in terms of saying, like what women are getting taken notes, man. We're not in a lecture. We're not in college. Oh, no oh, oh, like, like I but what I, I'm saying is, you, you and VA aren't. But I, I've been on the internet. I've been on the. I've been on the internet. I, I know better. We've we've seen some I, things. I know better. <laughs> I, I, look, I done seen a lady get upset at her dude and r- try to run him over, <laughs> and I'm like, See, I'm like, what's going on? Like, that's, real. that's different. Too much. That's, that's different. That's, that's too much. And you know, you, you know, this dude, this dude was calm the whole time. That that's that because actually, he has no choice. That, that actually made me more scary. Because <laughs> it's like he's like, oh, it's, it's Tuesday. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He's yeah. used to that. And I'm like, oh man! Like she keeps. He's car. living. He's she living that car. <laughs> she busts the windows, not just out his car. She busts the man. She went beyond Jasmine Sullivan. She busts the windows out the house. <laughs> she keep the car. She reared the car twice. Try to run him over the last time. So my question to that, my question to that is, is my question to that is, what what did he do? Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> my question what did he do? Whoa, my question whoa, whoa, is what yeah. did he do? Ho 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 I don't think legally what, what did he do? Yeah. I mean, like, okay. L- l- let's let's go with your premise. Okay. What if he smacked her dad? Did you think that's all warranted? She I I mean bust the windows out the car, three like three sides, rear view, <laughs> front. I mean, like the sides. Listen, bust the house window. He's smacking a dad again. Listen, I tell you listen, that. listen. Coming from a daddy's girl, if you smack my dad, it's 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 war. I'm either I'm, I'm either gonna bust your windows or I'm gonna shoot you. Okay, it's two so, different things. Okay, so let's say it's less than that. Okay, he left the toilet seat up. Oh, then she crazy. What, what about if she just crazy? <laughs> why, why you got? Why he got? Why he got to do something? Why he got to do something? I mean, for real. They, hey, look, because you see, you see crazy dudes. I ain't messing with crazy but dudes. But there's a trigger. You you have nah, done something nah. to trigger the you, crazy toilet you, you seat know, water. You you get <laughs> look, look look. You could be pumping gas, and somebody crazy gonna come up to you and just be crazy. You know, like I, that's just how it goes. <laughs> if they don't need no trigger. They're already crazy. I'm like, man. No, we, anybody we, gets a trigger. Anybody? Okay, okay, all right. He his he uh he ran out of cereal that morning. Now now then he's ready. She's still crazy. Now, now they're ready to take it out in the first person. Then she's still some sugar. crazy. She's crazy. Diabetic. There you go. <laughs> sugar low. <laughs> We've gone left enough. What? You owe me. You, <laughs> I was count how many drinks you owe at this point. It ain't no drink no more. You owe me some wings and everything. You owe me Did something. Did you just throw wings into this? He owe me something. He owe me something. Something. A drink and some wings. How about that? We'll make that work. We're we 33 minutes in and you owe her a meal. I got you an IOU. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't even got nothing to say to that. Kevin, Kevin, ask a question. I ain't got nothing to say to that. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, we we went so far left. My brain went somewhere else. 
<laughs> but uh, what um, actors or actresses were you watching growing up? Of course, if we take it to TV, of course, Felicia Rashad, Bill Cosby, um, you know, those, those actors that have, like, transcended time um, and, and just really offering a good example within um, the African-American community. Um, also, you know, it was, it was like this thing in the house every Easter. We had to watch the Ten Commandments. I mean, I'm just like, okay, I get the story. But I have to, you know, give a big homage to, like, Charleston Heston for playing Moses. I know it wasn't historically accurate, you know, but... It's funny how we I find think, out those things as we get older. Yeah. Um, however, his, his skills at the time were... Um, considered noteworthy um, and great, um, but obviously I'm, I'm glad that I've graduated from those times and have been able to appreciate a wide variety of folks, not just those within our in the African American community, like um, those that I mentioned um, before. Um, I also would have to I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge. Cicely Tyson, um, Sidney Poitier. Um, in the heat of the night. Oh, yeah. Uh, those those actors that you cannot forget. You know, you know what their presence really meant and, and represents. Um, Billy D. Williams, Sandra Ross even, you know, I could go on and on. So, so you were filled with influences. Like so you uh, you named uh, a lot of black actors, obviously. So what would you think is the importance of having representation on film? Not only just to dispel myths about um, our community, but to give um, inspiration to the younger ones that are coming through. And I think, you know, we can we can go back and forth nowadays about what is considered accurate, correct representation within our community. You know, um, and what I mean by that is you look at like Tyler Perry, right? And he's, over the years, he's been given a lot of flack for the types of films that he produces because it's either a mischaracterization of black women or it's just perpetuating, excuse me, perpetuating a stereotype of women, um, especially in our community, that are distraught or um, or e- even the crazy kind. You know, like th- those are the only only type of women that are in our, our community. However, on the, on the other side of that, he's employing folks within our community when some people wouldn't even acknowledge them at the, the front door or even give them the opportunity to audition, let alone enter into the door. So saying all that to say, our community, African-American community, is not a monolith. We we are a diverse community within our own community, and we need to have um, full folk representation of who we are and not just, you know, what some people want to deem us as being. um, The the, the 20%? The 20%? Yeah. 
instead yeah. of the, instead of the eighty percent that's out here that's different than what's being yeah. showed. The more opportunities that we have to create the content, um, even if one person sees it, that's one that's one impression that you've made, and we know that with that one impression made, that that can influence others. You know. So what is what is um you know I I have problems with certain I'm not gonna name names but I have problems with you know certain people and what you how you say how they portray uh especially black women in the uh, in the industry or, or or show stereotypes what is what are some of the things that you don't like as far as I and it doesn't matter like any representation what do you don't like that that people are like really really preying on today that are stereotypical for black women oh you know to be honest though i've i've kind of had to detach from a lot of things and just go back to old school film <laughs> and get my joy out of that um <laughs> here lately um because i i totally know that you know an independent strong black woman is not necessarily one who can't find um love or you know can't be or can be loved because she's strong and may have opinions that's not true of course i don't appreciate the mischaracterization or the, the hyper sexualization of black women um as if that's all we know how to do is just to wear pant clothing and represent ourselves only in a sexual man- manner and not be taken as intellectual beings when in fact we are. We know that we are creative beings. We are um, innately creators anyway. That's, that's a whole nother topic. But I just would appreciate uh, more positive senses of women especially black women who are leaders, who are wives, who are loving mothers and sisters and daughters and all those things because there are plenty of us who exist in the real world and we don't often get that opportunity to be featured in that way. I agree. Because like they, they, it's, Whether, it's almost like they want to show one but not you know the others. And, and mm-hmm. it, like one's highlighted way more than the others, and I, I don't understand that. There's right. like not enough balance. And you're right. There's 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 a lot of um, a lot of the the white stories that are told about women. A lot of a lot of black women go through it. That's just like you know trying to have a baby and going to you know get the you know get the injections and stuff like that. There's a lot of black women who do that. But I have not seen a movie really of a black woman trying to pursue that. You always see the the white women in it doing it, and that's something for me. That's something that I want to change. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's different. You know. And it's it's different for a black woman to go into a doctor's office and and they don't put as much effort in into her as they would you know a, a white woman. It's it's those are real stories. But I mean, like uh, some of that goes into the the imagery. Yeah. You know, if if all mm-hmm. if if all you're represented by is like you know uh, cops or you know some of these other things, there's a lot of America that's never going to have an interaction with you until. You know they got to make one of those snap judgments. Yeah, and if if all they have is negative imagery, 
what are they going to go by? This is, I mean, it's just natural human reaction. It's not good, right? And you you would hope that somebody would like think that oh, this is just something that's on TV, especially if it's entertainment. But we all know like how some people respond to that stuff. It's people who really believe that stuff, mm-hmm. even though it's entertainment. They really believe it, and mm-hmm. that's how that that's Hollywood is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is, and Dang it's it, only part of this country. Part of places in the country that. And that could be a lot of people have never just face to face seen a black person. They've never interacted with one, so their mm-hmm. only perception is what they see on television and it's on film. So, uh, like I, I even had a uh, executive, Hollywood executive, tell me this. I said, "Hey, man, like, how come there's no like, like you know, black family shows like Family Matters or, or even like you know, with respect to the whole Cosby Show thing, like a Cosby Show, where you have like you know, upper level, you know, black family." He's like, oh, um, nobody, nobody watched that. I'm like, reruns are on TV right now, right? TV, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, you can't tell me that nobody wants to watch stuff with their family that they can enjoy. I mean, that used to be a big thing in the '90s. I, I don't think that it would, it wouldn't be now. I just think there's not as many options. There's not. There's not. And you see more of the sitcoms of white people. All white family of sitcoms that are now you don't see a lot of black 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 ones you know you know recently that sitcom came out with uh one of the Sykes and um Mike Epps Mike El- Mike yeah, Epps Upshaws that was a very yeah. good sitcom that was portrayed a very good way it was something that everybody could watch a whole family could sit down and watch that show I don't know if you're gonna let the kids watch because they do curse on there I mean yeah but I mean. It ain't nothing that they ain't heard before. The kids probably cursing at the family right now the way things going. Be like you, ain't, I would, you ain't, I would rather you ain't whoop me. <laughs> I would rather them watch that. <laughs> Even though I mean, yeah, they said the n word, said a couple other words, but I mean, they uh, uh, in a black family, you know, I heard the n word all the time when I was younger. So it, it was nothing. It's nothing that you're not gonna. They don't already know. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to say real quick too. You know, not saying that that. It has to just be families of, you know, upper middle class or a white collar profession. But, you know, middle class families that are addressing real life issues in in a way that results a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what I feel is missing. And, you know, that's a prime example with the Upshaw. You know, it's a, a, a typical black family. You have a entrepreneurial um, husband and uh, corporate environment wife and they have this family and extended people in their their lives that come in and influence different things and it's it's real it's a realistic view of where I think a lot of black families fall in this day right a husband with a past and who's trying to make things right I mean you you know it's it's real like that's it is real. That's literally my family, you know. Ah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Want to yeah. go back to um, you you doing stage. So when you do a um, like a stage play, and when you're you're out on stage, do you like try to like look at people and try to look them look at them in the eye, try to like make a eye to eye connection with them, or do you have like a focal point of where you're looking at? Oh man. Um, 
98% of the time I have a focal point. Um, I tried that one time <laughs> and almost got out of character mm. where I looked, you know, made a connection with somebody in the audience. Um, but I just find it more helpful than like have a focal point. Um, so. Now for um, stage, how important is the rehearsal process? Oh man, it's extremely important. Even if your particular scene is not being the primary focus, it's important to attend. It's a, it's important to take notes, and I'm not saying necessarily physical, but mental notes of of what's going on to get the real feeling for the environment that you're going to be in, so that you can you can show up and and be and contribute to the product, right? So it's very important to rehearse. And I can honestly say any theater production that I've been in, it's been, like, rehearsals have been intense. And I appreciate that experience. Now, can you kind of expand on that a bit? What What is an intense rehearsal? Oh, man. Well, one production... I was involved in um, required um, a, a lot of choreography. So not just with necessarily with placement, but actual dance moves, um, learning, um, all of that in, in addition to singing. Um, and this particular, the end result was like, a, it was a two hour play, but um it was a lot of work in between um, just to prepare for that. And it was important to be there even, like I said, even when the things that I wasn't a part of um, weren't being rehearsed for those particular nights, but just to be there to get a sense of what the, the vision of the writers and producers had for this work. Um, so, yeah. You know, it's a lot that can go into theater. Knowing, you know, having to know the the scene and wardrobe changes and being in character for different people. Like, I had three different characters I was playing in this particular play. So, it wasn't just a continuous storyline of one person. It was um, actually historical in nature. We're portraying a lot of the... Um, past and present um, great leaders, actors, activists um, of our history and um, I had to I had to be in character for all of it. So So you have to you yeah. know, leave the stage, can almost switch into a whole nother mm -hmm. character. Yep. So how do Come you back. Yeah. how do you kinda of, like how do you just switch on and off to basically different people? And it's just because I've been watching them lifetime movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to go from one thing to the next. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. They don't understand. I know we were out of that. No, I guess we don't. I know we were out of that, but no, seriously. Um, <laughs> um, you know, again, when when you're in that space. And you're there 
authentically and you give 100% of yourself, I don't think it's difficult to switch back and forth. Um, you have to be committed to the project. And it's, and there have been times when I've not been as mentally committed for whatever reason, and I feel like my performances haven't been as strong um, on in theater and in film. Um, but when, when you're 100% clear on what the focus is, what the objective is, the outcome, everybody's on one accord. Um, for that piece, I think it, it just makes for uh, a very beautiful production and you can just be focused on, on making the audience happy. So, like, normally how, like, an average kind of um, rehearsal time for film, like what, maybe two months, a month, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. For a film, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, about a month or so. And y'all probably um, rehearse like a like what, maybe three or four times a day. Ooh. Um. It, Not a day, I mean very, a week. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, it's very between two to four times a week, um, and especially depending on how many lines and who your partners are um, for different things. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, it, it just can vary. And, you know, obviously I've been in situations where I didn't have any time to rehearse. So it was just like, okay. <laughs> right. You know, Hello. be there. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> um, so. So with uh, those, um, those ones where you, you have time to rehearse and you're there with mm-hmm. the, with this, your castmates for like a month and you're, you're with them pretty much weekly. And when that, um, when that, uh, production kind of ends. Is it somewhat of a sombering feeling for you all? I would say yes, um, because you you've developed a bond, um, not just with the character, but obviously with um, your your castmates, and it can be bittersweet. You know, you know, it's something that you devoted. Um, Time to you volunteered a lot of effort and energy towards the project, and when you don't um, necessarily come together anymore, it can be it can be kind of sad. Then um, I ain't gonna lie. In some cases, <laughs> I'm not gonna name any names this time. But in some cases, when I left, I think it was it was okay. It was okay. That's <laughs> I was done. good. That's done. <laughs> Woo, out of there. Like me. And they may have, and they may have felt the same way too when I left too. And it's it's all good, you know. I I I love an honest person, so you know that's all I can say about that. But I would say for the majority of the things I've been a part of, it's you know, been bittersweet. So if if they just came out just like I'm not gonna miss you, you you mm-hmm. be, you be cool with that? Them just coming out and saying yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna beg. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> try to make somebody have feelings that they don't have. Um and and really, you know, 
we're as human beings, we're not all gonna always have a have bonds with one another in, in the sense that it would be eternal or long, not necessarily eternal, but long lasting. Let me mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, despite human nature, that's not gonna always happen. I would hope that you know, for the for the time that was devoted to the project, that it was worthwhile because the project itself is bigger than any individual. It's about the team and, you know, you have to be concerned about the end result. That's how it should so, be. That's how it should be. But, that's how it should be. You know, people got egos. People, people got, yeah. there's people with egos that don't deserve to have egos. Why did you look over here when you said that? Because I, I know you've dealt with it. Oh, I was going to say, I, I know you dealt with I it. I have never had no ego. Everybody got <laughs> ego. Everybody got ego. A little bit. I, okay, there's different egos. We're going to go back there's to what y'all health. are saying. There's different ones. The ego that I have is a little bit different. Okay, I don't have, I've never had an ego to where I was better than somebody else. You know? I have. Oh, for real? And not not dealing with this, but yeah, I was like, I was like, why are you talking about this? I'm just saying, like, like, I say peasants. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't saying dealing with this, but I'm I'm just saying, unsavory humans. I'm playing. (laughs) That's another drink right there. So, (laughs) a lot of drinking going on. Y'all getting a lot of drinks, right? When is the party again? Whenever he decides he want to pay up for all these corny jokes that he's been saying all day. But I wanted to, uh, wanted you to expand on something. When you uh, you said you came back into acting, you started doing your research. So, um, what was your process on researching? Really, um, like I said, I I did some online things of you know what what is the best way to get in into acting in general, just general search online. Then it led me to understanding audition processes a little bit more, um, whether you should be affiliated with an agency or not, whether you should um, consider being SAG or ASTRA eligible and getting, getting those credentials behind your name or just, you know, really starting really light by taking um, some acting classes. Um, and so I think for me, the, the blessing of it all, when it, when I was able to commit to that part of myself, even more, like people just started coming into my life and, and I was able to meet, um, some individuals that kind of guided me through and, um, put in a good word, um, with the agency to say, you know, hey, I think, you know, this person would be worth your while to consider to be on your roster. And so, um, from that, you know, from the audition process and going out to different locations after securing a couple of gigs initially in like the first three or four months of me being with the, the agency, I asked like, what, what else can I do? You know, it's kind of like a, a sponge. I have been reborn, if you want to say, you know, kind of like awakening that inner child. And it was recommended that I take some classes at um, one of the local um, um, studios here. 
and did that for a while, learned, learned a lot, um, which I think helped me further on down the road with being able to secure other roles um, with different companies and, and other things. So, yeah. So you've mentioned that you're also an educator. So what have you taken from being an educator that you put into acting? Oh, man. Well, in the traditional setting of, of teaching, right, which I had the pleasure of teaching in the classroom for 15 years of, of this soon-to-be um, 19 Excuse me, 18 and a half years of, of education, you have to be on, like literally on all the time. And that's not necessarily being just, just loud or boisterous or, you know, always being comical with kids, but you have to be on. You gotta, you have to pay attention to what's going on in your classroom. You gotta have a feel. Um, read the room, you know, it's like kids that can come in, you know that they, they piss off, you know that they're upset for some reason that happened well before they got to your classroom. You have to know how to intelligently diffuse or to um, address certain situations. And I think the same goes for acting. You got to be able to read the room, know who you're dealing with, Understand that people may come in, they don't know how to leave their, their stuff at the door before they go into a rehearsal or shooting a scene or whatever it may be. You got to just know how to act accordingly and know how to respond um, intelligently so that the, the outcome is that everybody learns at the end of the day. I think the same happens in in acting as it does in teaching um, as well. So not just being a presenter of the knowledge and being able to keep the attention of your attendees, so students, you know, or patrons of a, of a play, you got to just really take it all in and know how to balance it all to get the right result at the end. You gotta have a good memory too. You gotta so, have a good memory. So would you say <laughs> it? Um, it helps you with improv a bit. Oh yes, because oh man, I can't tell you how many lesson plans I I prepared, written, whatever it may be. And you you go in and you're like, okay, this is gonna be a really good lesson today, and something throws the whole situation off. You know, there have been times where I knew, like, my kids, they didn't really want to learn about Spanish. <laughs> they didn't really want to learn. But I had to kind of roll with the punches, give them their little bit of space to express what they wanted to express, but also give them the opportunity um, to know that this is that I do mean business and we're going to learn today and we're going to get through this lesson. Um, so, you know, it's like a, it's, it's give and take. There's a reciprocity to all of this stuff. Um, and 
within that, I will agree, Kevin, definitely you have to know how to improvise. But some things don't, they don't always go according to plan. They just don't. They don't. You got to know what to fill it in with. Now, do you kind of like ad-libbing a bit, even with acting or even just with teaching? Or are you more comfortable just having, like, a, something planned out and things just kind of go go to plan? It depends. So, you know, if I'm very comfortable with the content of it, if I've had time um, to devote, I think, you know, obviously it's easier to, to improvise. Um, but if it's something completely new that I haven't seen, of course I would need some time to get it in my brain and be comfortable with it. And I want to make sure that, uh, you know, it, it comes across well and it comes across believable, um, to the audience and, you know, within that too, even though. If, if I don't have enough experience with the content, if you are taking into account the whole situation, you know, when, when there may be a, a call for, you know, holding, holding your head a certain way and looking at, at your team partner in a certain way, that may not necessarily be written in the script, but it just feels natural to do. So, Am I answering your question? <laughs> yeah, yes, you're fine. <laughs> you, you know, as you were, as you were answering that, I was thinking about uh, like first date. Do you think mm-hmm. that the 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 just the idea of you knowing us? Do you think that added to your you know your ease with taking yeah. in the subject? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. I felt oh, that's all you had. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But since we're on on the yeah. subject of first date, first of all. Thank you for getting us out of that pinch. Yeah. Because we had no actress. Big time. Nothing but actors, no actress. Oh, she, and she, none she. of us was wearing a wig. Well, she, and she, I she. definitely wasn't doing it. Let me just put it right there, right there. I <laughs> definitely was not doing it. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need you to put some lipstick on. No, I, I definitely <laughs> wasn't going to get in and do that. Did, didn't, they e- didn't she email you that she didn't have her phone or something? I don't Ooh. even remember anymore. It, it was she, a, she contacted it was you like somehow. That. Yeah. I'm trying to edge it out of my brain. I, I somewhat did. It's either an email or through a third party. I don't know. No, because she didn't even know because I told her. I think it was an email. Or oh, it was Facebook, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it was Facebook because that was rather strange. Because like, I, I think she was either at work or at home or something like no, that. No, she left her phone at home, at home, at work. At work, but she was at home, right? She was somewhere. She was, was somewhere where she could and sent a message. <laughs> that she didn't have her phone, so she can't do the thing. Yeah, so that makes no sense. Oh my was, god! It's so. listen, I mean, listen. Just from now on, if the universe, if you want to be an actress or actor, if you don't, if you ain't comfortable with the role, please tell the director that. Turn That's it, all you gotta say. Turn, turn it down before the day of the shoot. Turn it down. Preferably a few weeks before the shoot. <laughs> we would rather you turn it down and say, okay, that's cool. We I'm going to have more respect for you if you turn it down. Then you coming up the day of the shoot and giving us a 
bogus excuse like I'll that. I'll forget you turned it down if you did it like a few weeks before. <laughs> I'll forget about it. You, you it's know, not even that big of a deal. You, you know what that the you day know, of. You know what that, I'll probably remember you. That, 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 you know what that sounds like. That sounds like the. I, I ain't never heard nobody use this excuse, but I, I used to hear it a lot on TV. Oh, uh, I had to wash my hair. That's that's what that sounded like. That's what that sounded like to me. I had to wash well, my hair. If I used that excuse, it would be horrible. But. <laughs> Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Man, I ain't been able to use that excuse in about 15 years. But uh, since we're on the subject of first day, because, I mean, you basically, we gave you the script, and you had, like, what, maybe 20 minutes? Maybe 20 minutes, yeah. I remember time went yeah. by slow and fast at the same time. So how did you get in the process of kind of getting yourself ready for a role when you woke up that morning not even thinking about acting? Listen, let me just say first of all, it was it was divinely ordered for, for oh, me it to was. be there, right? And Most definitely. I I really am grateful that I was able to help you guys that day. Um and it was my pleasure to help out and to fill in. Um so I just wanna express my gratitude to you all being open for that um part too. You know, because some people would have been like, just, nah, man, forget it. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just go and try to figure something else out that y'all gave We was almost at that point. You know, very close to that point. You know, to be real with you, I was, I was, I was getting to the point where I was going to ask you, but I was like, man, man, maybe she'll say something. <laughs> man, let, just, just let us just linger and like, us a little bit more maybe she'll <laughs> maybe she'll chime in so you're like man it would be really great if we had well, an actress <laughs> i felt like you know the spotlight you know like like maybe we were all in a dark room and then this, this spotlight comes out of nowhere and it's just shining down it's like you <laughs> You're the one. You need to step up. I, I was real uh, close, but I was just, like, I was like too too into. We didn't want to be. You didn't want to be too aggressive at the moment. Like let's let's just get give it a few more minutes. <laughs> I was three. too into it. Yeah, man. I was like, I, oh my goodness. Yeah, I I and the crazy thing about that whole situation, I wasn't even supposed to be there. For real, for real. I I was going to be the crazy thing. In addition to that, I was going to visit um, a cousin of mine who lives in Murfreesboro. Just to show you how crazy that is. So I would have been in Murfreesboro, (laughs) but I didn't go. I didn't go to his house and catch up with him that day uh, and decided to ride along up there to um, the set. And was just gonna be there to hang out, and plus, like I, you know, like we already established, knew you guys been on you all for a while, and felt comfortable, and I just felt like it was gonna be a great day anyway. Like regardless, it's gonna be great. This is something I love to do. I it enjoy doing. Great. It and that that was, I can't even say like any more about that feeling, you know. Um, so knowing the situation and knowing that, you know, I had, had a particular skill set in the area and had some, some work before that I could help out and I just, you know, kind of dug in 
deep and went off to myself for a moment and tried to get those lines in, you know, scene by scene, you know, step by step, and that's just how it came together. Um, yeah, everybody was great that day. I, and I say that that is why it was my favorite because it was it was just easy to just to be comfortable there and the know vibes. that everybody was yeah, everybody had such good energy, so it was good to be, you know still. Oh, once we had an actress, yeah, we had great energy. <laughs> it was all it was all still good energy. It was just frustrated energy at one point and Memphis energy at one point. Yeah, and, and you know gonna be some fiery energy at one point. <laughs> but um as we wrap this up, we normally like to ask um the actors on here to just kind of envision that that one of their roles that they've done has gotten them nominated for an Oscar and that they won that Oscar. I always think that everyone kind of has a little bit of an Oscar speech in mind. So what would be your Oscar speech? Man, yeah. I just say y'all have some great questions here. Um, you know, I, I would definitely um, thank God and my ancestors for bringing me to this point in my life for the guidance. Um, because without them, there would be no me. Um, and within that, of course, my, my parents, my, um, my late father, Charles Edward Robinson, and my mother, Ruth, for their example, um, throughout my life. I would also thank, um, the production team, the writers, the producers, and all the colleagues that I've made um, connections with for the role and for the project itself. Um, because without everyone's collective and individual vision, there would be no opportunity for me to even be on stage to accept this award. Um, also, wouldn't be anywhere without the fans giving um, giving light and love to the project and acknowledging it and supporting it. Um, and of course, you know there there have been many friends and loved ones along the way who supported me, and I I would probably take up too much time acknowledging every single person um, but I appreciate them and maybe this will be on an ego ego trip but I would acknowledge my haters too <laughs> yes, yes do that perfect that is perfect and I dropped the mic bingo, bingo. Oh, don't drop that mic they're going to charge you for that <laughs> She would have so much money. She didn't care. She wouldn't care. Okay. It'll be worth it just for the moment. <laughs> well, Candace, I thank you for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. It's all mine. Thank you for thinking of me. Um, you know, I, I support anything that you all do individually or collectively. Just keep me in the loop. Um, and I'm there. So I, but I really, really appreciate this time. It's been great. 
And since you said that, that's basically a verbal contract. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hold you to that. Well, I am Kevin Mumphrey right. with Victoria V.A. Jones and Karsten Hype Ferguson. Sure. This is F- We'll Fix It in Post. And that is a wrap. It is. <laughs>